All right, all right, take your seats, everyone. Today we're talking about goal hierarchies. Take your seats, please. Thank you. This is the Change Academy podcast, a show where we help you create sustainable, positive changes in your habits, in your mindset, and in your life. I'm Monica Reinagle. And I am Brock Armstrong. Hi, Brock. Hi. (laughs) You know what? There is an important distinction to be made between our top-level goals and our lower-level goals, or our tactical goals. You know, often getting fixated on achieving your tactical goals or your lower level goals can end up kind of miring you in a dead end pursuit of just being tenacious for tenacity's sake. Sometimes what we really need is to be flexible in order to then be tenacious. And sometimes giving up is the best thing that we can do to achieve that. And that's what we're going to get into today. Yeah, and I want to give credit where credit is due. Erica, who is a friend and a long-term member of our community, sent us a link to an episode, this was months ago, of the podcast People I Mostly Admire. I love that title. I know, right? I don't know if I'd be flattered or insulted to be invited to be a guest. I'd be thrilled to be invited to be a guest on that show. But yeah, certainly, yeah. she thought that we would enjoy this episode, and she was absolutely right. We did enjoy the episode, and it was the original inspiration for today's episode. So thank you, Erica. But in this episode, the host, Steve Lovett, is interviewing Angela Duckworth. She wrote a best-selling book a couple of years ago called Grit. And they are talking about something she refers to as the goal hierarchy. And that's what we're going to be digging into in just a minute. Yeah. And I actually wanted to to point out as well that that particular episode, again, thanks, Erica, for sending that <laughs> along, because when Monica listened to it, she sent it along to me. And then we had this whole conversation about how much not only did we appreciate the content, but we appreciated just the way it was delivered and sort of the the friendliness and the the professionalism but still fun and 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 fresh that was going on between the the host and the and the guest i love listening to other podcasts and i spend a lot of time not only listening to other podcasts but analyzing what makes a host somebody that i want to listen to like right. i will listen to roman mars from 99 invisible talk about anything because <laughs> i just love the way he presents information of course he's got a whole team behind him and stuff it's not just him but i really when a podcast like this comes along or an episode like this comes along i feel like it really helps me master the craft of podcasting even more and that is so important i know to to monica and i both to make sure that we're not wasting your time that we're presenting the information in the best way that we can so you can benefit from it and and not waste your time really like that's that would be the the worst thing for for both of us if we were putting out content that we didn't completely believe in everything from our audio quality to the, the words coming out of our mouth to the research we do before we even sit down in front of the microphones. So, and this was, uh, yeah, this episode that Erica sent to us really um, helped me anyway, elevate my craft. Yeah, it was a great example. Although I just want to say neither of us sit down in front of the microphones. We are both standing right now as we talk. <laughs> it's true. Um, but it occurs to me also, Brock, now that we've gone on and on about how awesome this podcast episode is, we should definitely include a link in the show notes so that if people want to hear what we heard, they can do that. Sounds good. Now, of course, we're certainly not suggesting that tenaciousness is not a valuable trait. And I don't think Angela was 
suggesting that either. I mean, if you throw up your hands and give up the minute you encounter the first problem or the first failure, you're going to have a hard time reaching any goal. Being committed to doing what it takes or sticking it out when the going gets rough is definitely a characteristic of people who reach their goals. But the point that Angela was making, or one of the points that she made, is that as a culture, we may have started to overvalue grit or stubborn determination to the point that we persist even when it's not really smart because we've bought into this idea that winners never quit. And I think that that misses some important nuances. It's the exact opposite, in fact, of the Homer Simpson quote that I put in. Uh, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before, but I, I referenced Homer Simpson saying, can't win, don't try. <laughs> right. And I guess this is more along the lines of you'll win if you don't stop. Right. That's exactly what that suggests. Right. Yeah. It, that whole idea that the most important thing is to persevere no matter what. But the difference is that we aren't suggesting that you just always quit, like Homer Simpson. We want you to keep trying, but just keep trying by doing something that is actually going to help you reach your higher level goal. And sometimes that means uh, switching tracks or quitting the thing that you've been doing, but continuing on to your bigger goal. Well, right. And of course, an important part of that is knowing or uncovering what those top level goals really are, because sometimes Mm -hmm. that's not immediately apparent. We may think that our goal is to become elite in a very specific sport. Like we just read that article this week about the um, retiring women's soccer player, Carly Lloyd. And at the beginning of her career, she told her coach her goal was to be the best player in the world. Nothing less. But maybe... You may think that you want to become elite in soccer or in a specific sport, but it could be that the real goal, the real thing driving you is just to be the best at anything in any realm. Or maybe beyond that, maybe the true top level goal is simply to push past your own perceived limits. All I'm suggesting is that when you realize what your true top level goals are, it makes you so much more flexible because then you can find alternate ways to pursue those goals if a given avenue shuts down for reasons beyond your control. Yeah, and you may be sitting there listening to this right now thinking, well, I don't have to have a goal. Like I just have to get up every morning and do my work and try to live a good life. But I actually went back into some of my old textbooks from when I was studying CBT, and I found a great description that I think sums up why goals are really important in life. And and this is what it said. Goals are what our desires become when we set deadlines to them to make them a reality. Hmm. To feel like you're moving forward and making adequate progress in life, it's crucial that the goals you commit to pursuing play a part in driving you toward accomplishing a greater vision for your life as a whole. Right. So the goals are not an end unto themselves. They're a means to a larger end. Yeah, which really is fulfillment and happiness in a lot of ways. (laughs) And we all want that. So here's an example from my life. I have goals that are related to fitness, such as walking every day and running a few times a week. And many of you listening know by now that I was sidelined for many, many months by an injury that was preventing me from doing either of those things. And the problem was I wasn't being very flexible. (laughs) And so I was getting a lot less exercise because I couldn't do those things that I do. (laughs) But while my lower level goal might have been to run a certain number of times every week, a 
of course, my higher level goal is simply to be fit and active. And when I focused on that, instead of just the frustrating fact that I wasn't able to run or even walk there for a while, mm. then it was possible, of course, to find different ways to serve that higher level goal. Yeah, I actually made a, a video around that same time um, demonstrating how you can get a cardio workout without running or cycling or just <laughs> using your upper body. You can actually sit and still do cardio, quote unquote, because I think a lot of us do run into that that limiting belief or that limiting um, understanding, I guess, of of exercise. So that's awesome. I'm glad you had that that realization. You know, the other night I was playing Scrabble, mm -hmm. as I do. I love playing Scrabble. And I started thinking about <laughs> about this very point of the, the goal hierarchy because I had the letters right in my possession to spell query, Ooh, which that's a high scoring word. <laughs> yeah. And I had it in my head that I was going to just bust that out on a triple word and it was going to be amazing. And so turn after turn, I kept looking for a place to put it and looking for a place to put it and just spelling some pretty crappy words just to, to maintain query in my possession. And then I realized that I was doing exactly that. I was stuck on the idea of spelling query and forgetting that my bigger goal was actually to win the damn game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave up on it. And you know what happened? I mean, this is uh, this is pretty fortuitous, but I actually spelt the word heavier on a double word. And of course, that's seven letters. So I used up all my all my oh, uh, letters. Yeah. So I got 78 points right upon the moment of deciding that giving up on query was the right thing to do. And man, it totally paid off. <laughs> right. That was a much better use of that E and that R. Right. Now, I think we've all been there when playing Scrabble. But as you're saying this, it occurs to me that you would be constantly scoring points in Scrabble because of all those extra U's you Canadians use. <laughs> like I'd need to remember to use the Canadian yeah, spellings. Just always go with Canadian spellings <laughs> and you get that extra extra point for sure. So here's another example that came into my head this week as we were talking about this. This one's a little bit more serious, but it ends well. Hmm. I recently met somebody who had been denied tenure at an elite university. I mean, imagine how excited you'd be to get a tenure track job at a very elite university and then to be denied. And you know what? Academia can be brutal, especially in the sciences and double especially for women in the sciences. Hmm. But as I said, it ends happily because she ended up landing a job at a very high-level government agency that was even more rewarding. Hmm. So what probably at the time felt like failing at her top-level goal ended up being just a, an admittedly painful stepping stone to a different and perhaps even better version of that goal. Because it turned out that her top-level goal was simply to do important work in her field and not necessarily mm. to succeed in academia. But understandably, she had sort of fixated on academic success as the way to get to that goal. And really, it was only when that was taken away in a very brutal way that she was able to see other routes to that goal. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't take all of us the, the crushing oh, defeat know, to, right. to actually realize it. But I'm glad that she was able to in the in the jaws of defeat. Right. But it is another great example of how our tactical goals can sometimes obscure our vision or even our awareness of 
what the real goal is. Well, you know what? I've got one more example. I know we're we're exemplifying the heck out of this this episode, but I think this is the best way to explain this whole idea. And and I know, like you and I have noticed this many times in the weight loss program, that we see people in the weight loss arena doing things like signing up for the same program or repeating the same program they got in a book or I. I'm going to specifically mention Weight Watchers because mm-hmm. it seems like people go back to Weight Watchers again and again and again, sort of as that low-level goal or as that tactic that they're using to reach their higher goal of losing weight. And even when that program either didn't work for them or it worked for a while but didn't last for very long, they keep going back and they keep going back and they keep going back instead of quitting, as we're suggesting, is an okay thing to do, and then finding another way to actually help them achieve that higher goal of losing weight. Well, actually, I would say that losing weight might not even be the top-level goal. The top-level goal is probably to be someone who doesn't need to lose weight, right? Mm, Nice. Good distinction. And (laughs) the problem is that they mistake dieting or weight watching or whatever as the only way to get to that goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's we've been programmed very well, and it's mm-hmm. hard to see around that. I don't know if I brought it up on this podcast before or not, but there's this uh, idea of the seven deadly sins of goal setting. Sounds promising. <laughs> <laughs> now, they are, number one is not writing down your goals. Okay. Number two is having unclear motives. Oh, that's a good one. Number three is setting unrealistic goals. Number four is not having a plan. Number five is not taking action and following that plan. Mm. Number six is losing focus. Number seven is having no follow through. And um, that's the that's seven. But I'm actually going to extend it and add an eighth one just for this episode. And that is not evaluating your tactics or your low level goals. Right which is exactly what we're talking about here. We need to evaluate those tactics in order to know whether they're ones that we should be tenacious about or should be quitting. And you know what? Being able to recognize this is really a lot easier than it sounds if you're willing to be flexible and, of course, be honest with yourself. And I think some ways we can do that, and we've got a a lab experiment, of course, with some, some really good concrete stuff, but I think just asking yourself some questions like, Am I making progress towards my higher goal? Am I actually losing weight or am I actually making any progress? Am I scoring any good words in the Scrabble game? (laughs) Then asking yourself which lower goal or tactic is actually responsible for most of my success in this area. Then we can identify that, okay, well, this one's worth keeping, but maybe this one's not. You can ask yourself which lower goal is not moving me forward at all. And then the more important question is, what else could I try instead? You know, I have one more small log to throw on this fire. All right. Because it just came up in a conversation I was having a couple of hours before we got online to record this. It was a group discussion I was having with some some friends of mine. And one of them was talking about giving up something that was not creating the results that she had hoped it would. Um, which is exactly what we're talking about, right? Recognizing like, okay, I started doing this in order to accomplish that. I'm not accomplishing that. Maybe it's time to give up on this. And the little twist or the little wrinkle that another friend threw in there was, you know what, before you give that up, maybe it'd be worth thinking about whether it is actually serving some other goal Mm. or some 
other value. It may not be doing what you meant for it to do, but is it possible that it is delivering some value in some other way? So instead of maybe you'd still need to find a different way to pursue that original goal, but you might want to just move this into a different column of a tactic that's mm. actually, you know, serving a different goal that you hadn't anticipated. So not, I thought that was just like an interesting little wrinkle. Yeah, it's a, another realm of flexibility, I suppose, being flexible enough to move your low-level goal into a different category, as you said. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, one or the other. We can, there are always more options, I think, than we realize. But before we get into the lab experiment, let's do some takeaways. Okay, so these are the takeaways that I've got here, is tenacity is a valuable trait when it's applied to the correct tactic. Then you can stay steadfast in your desire to reach a higher-level goal, but also remain flexible in your path to get there. Then, remember, it can be painful to give up, especially if you've been working in a particular tactic for a while, but it can still be the best path forward. And finally, as tricky as this concept can seem, if you are honest with yourself and you spend some time evaluating your situation, you can actually save yourself a lot of time and effort by doing it. Right. And so our lab experiment will help you do that evaluation. So is there a project that you feel like you've been spinning your wheels on or that is just not creating the result that you want? Here's a way that you can consider whether giving up on that might be your best way to move forward. So first, write down the goal of the project. What are you trying to accomplish with this? Mm. And then consider why is achieving this goal important to you beyond just the fact that you committed to achieving it, right? What, what is the larger importance of this in your life? Then consider whether there might be a higher level goal beyond the one that you just identified, a top level goal that this immediate goal is in service of. If you find one of those, consider how else you might pursue that top level goal. What other tactical goals could get you there? And now you're in a position to consider whether abandoning your current goal might be your best move or maybe just moving it into a different column mm. and consider why or why not that might be true for you. And I just want to say that even if this exercise doesn't lead you to a final decision, it will almost certainly help you see the current situation from a new angle. And that's always so useful and worthwhile. Absolutely. So just like we shared with you all, the podcast that we were referencing throughout this episode, and it's called People I Mostly Admire, we would be so thrilled if you would recommend our podcast to other people in the same way, because we know that that is the best way to spread the word and to grow our audience and, and hopefully allow us to continue doing this for many years to come. So if you value what we do here, please share it with your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors, your family members, anybody who might be interested. Yeah. And if you are a podcaster, then that request goes double for you. <laughs> Share it with your yes. audience. <laughs> all right. That's all we got this week. We will see you next time. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget to recommend this podcast to a friend. This has been the Change Academy with Brock Armstrong and Monica Reinagle.